0: This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Nate Lundy. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks of the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host. You can follow me on Twitter if you'd like it, S D R O T A R. Bringing you the best in hockey action, and of course, to do that, we bring in our hockey expert, Nate Lundy. Nate Lundy on Twitter, and Nate, uh, kind of a light slate here, as you expect, to get, to get into the holiday. Uh, week for the United States and the Thanksgiving holiday coming up. But the slate tonight does have some interesting matchups in it as we get towards this part of the season where now we we talked about it last week. We're starting to get a feel. There's a little bit of separation for some of these teams. But then again, uh, some of these teams are pretty close and maybe a few of them are turning into something that we didn't think. So let's start things out with the early game uh, today. The first one on the slate is Philly at Tampa, this is a a Philly team that I think is surprised a little bit. I'll be honest, I didn't expect them to get off to a start uh, quite this good, especially since they're doing it uh, with a pair of goaltenders playing a a pretty good chunk of the time. It's almost a 50-50 split. Yeah, it really
1: is. It's been, um, I think, a really fascinating start to the overall season for, as you said, a lot of teams that uh, maybe we've seen some surprises, both good and bad. But this, you know, this Philly and Tampa game, this is a really interesting one. I'm going to pick Tampa. But I'll tell you what, Sean, I don't know when it comes to my overall betting that this is going to be the most, you know, hammer at home confidence kind of pick. And it's because of two words, Braden Point, uh, who is out indefinitely with an upper body injury for Tampa and losing him is obviously a big deal. Um, He is uh, a guy that garners a lot of points for them. He's got seven goals. He's got six assists uh, so far on the season. But basically he got tripped up. He hit the crossbar. Um, And that basically knocked him out. uh, And and they really don't know exactly when he's going to be back. Now, the good news is you're talking about, obviously, the defending cup champions. And there's more depth on that team. But again, when you are Braden Point, when you are the center uh, of that line and and are such a a dynamic piece of what Tampa does from an offensive standpoint, um, it's going to be something that is definitely missed. Um, However, I also look at the fact that the Flyers, who lost to Tampa, Uh, last Thursday uh, in a shootout. It had to go all the way to the shootout. Then Philly turned around and had to go to Boston On Saturday, and they got they they really got kicked in that one. They lost to the Bruins five to two. So it's the first time all season that the Flyers have lost two games back to back. Now they've got to go to Tampa, where even without Braden Point, you're still talking about a very good Tampa team that started out of the gate a little bit slow, uh, but has lately looked a heck of a lot better. So I'm going to be really curious to see how Tampa reacts again without having Braden Point out there against a Flyers team that has kind of outperformed what people thought but i'm still going to lean to the home team in this one but i will say i think this game tonight seven o'clock eastern for puck drop is going to be very close to a coin toss you could talk me into either side but when it comes to a coin flip sean i'm going with home ice
0: that makes a lot of sense philadelphia in this case is sixth in that metropolitan but it's worth noting that metropolitan only has one team under 500 were they in the atlantic they'd actually be directly behind tampa bay so this Tampa Bay team is a better one. I, I agree with that. They're on they're on home ice. That makes them a better choice. Uh, I think that you can get. I, I'm not even bothered by the uh, by the by the fact you're not going to be able to get plus money on this if you're picking the lightning, obviously. But I, I think when you look at it, you're right. It is a coin toss in a couple different ways. You take a look and you're like, well, the lightning have won seven out of their last ten. The Flyers have only won four. What are you talking about? Well, here's the thing. The Flyers have been playing better than you might think, and it's happening where you might not expect it to happen in net. In those last 10 games, even though the Flyers are using a combination of goaltenders, both of these teams have been giving up exactly 2.4 goals per game over their last 10, and the save percentage for Philly has actually been better at 93% as opposed to 91.8% for Tampa, so a little less scoring for the Lightning, as you talk about someone like Braden Point, might be enough to make a difference here. I will still take Tampa, but you're right when you talk about the, uh, you know, uh, I absolutely love it. This is the one that can't miss. Oh, it, it, it can miss. The only game they played, as you pointed out, was was a shootout win for the Lightning. So for entertainment purposes it's going to be a good one i think i will say that even though the last one uh, was a four to three affair i do expect this one to be lower scoring but i'm not sure i would pick it to be under that five and a half either so uh, those are some of the things we're looking at there we will go west i will head down to texas where the dallas stars will be hosting the edmonton oilers the stars right at 500 but with a good record at home the oilers well they're just good yeah exactly with the Oilers you're talking about the team that is what
1: second in goals scored second in goals per game Um, I think they're uh, if I remember correctly as of when I was looking at the stats I think they are number one in power play um, and they're converting on the power play by the way at an obscene rate nearly 40 percent I mean it is a they have been absolutely dominant from the offensive side but this Sean is going to be a lot of strength on strength because the, the the Dallas Stars have won three out of their last four games um, and they've managed to score. But part of what is happening for Dallas and where I think they have um, really kind of uh, trending in the right direction compared to how they started the season is that Dallas is playing much better defense um, than over the course of this last stretch than what they were doing, I think, to start off the season. I think they've looked a lot better. Um, on the blue line uh, than they did to start off the season. And so you're looking at strength on strength, right? This amazing Edmonton offense against a Dallas team that's playing better on defense and a Stars team that is getting a lot better play out of net. Now, obviously, Braden Holtby is injured, so they don't have Holtby to be able to help them between the pipes. Anton Kudobin um, really has not looked good this season, and so that has opened the door for Jake Ottinger um, to come in. Now, he's made two starts for Dallas. So far, he's looked pretty good in both. He gave up three goals total in those two starts. He also had a relief appearance in there, but I'm not really counting that one. he just had about five, six minutes on the ice in relief. Um, But if you look at the two starts that he had, he's given up three goals total. Um, And and he is, I think, going to be truly, truly tested. We are going to find out just how good Jake Ottinger is when he goes into net to face off against Edmonton. I have to go with Edmonton in this one on the money line. This is one where Edmonton is technically the underdog if we're looking at the money line, because Dallas is sitting at a minus 115, Edmonton at a minus 105. And so, again, we're talking about a bit of a coin toss here. Um, but in this case, I am going to side with the offense because I don't feel like I've seen enough out of Ottinger yet. Um between the pipes for Dallas to know that this is a goaltending answer for the stars. Um, You know, as I said, they're, they're dealing without having Holtby because of injury. Kudobin has not played well. So Ottinger is in there almost by default. Yes, he's performed well, but as I
0: said, Sean, it's only been two games. Right. And uh, obviously, you don't face an offense like this with regularity. I also like the Oilers, but I also like the over in this one. If you're curious how the offense is going for Edmonton, well, Drysidle and McDavid are 1 2 in the league and scoring again. But it's the power play that you mentioned, Nate, that is just shocking to me. Drysidle has nine power play goals. There are only three players in the entire NHL that have half that many. And Right behind it, with four power play goals at least, well, is his teammate Connor McDavid. So this one is the one I feel good about. I think that not only do others are going to win, I think they're going to go over that five and a half. And if I were going to throw a little dart, little player prop tonight, I like Dreisaitl with a goal as well, simply because this team draws penalties and they cash them in. So let's take a look at our last one, Nate. And I'll, I'll lead it off a little bit. We have the Blackhawks... Taking on the Flames. Uh, The Blackhawks obviously still having a a really wobbly season at best. Calgary, uh, a really good team here. Johnny, uh, hockey seems to be getting it back. Cedro seems to be looking like he has in the past. This is an impressive team. In Calgary, both of their goaltenders playing well, by the way, Markstrom with seven wins, Vlader with four wins. To me, this is easy. The problem I have is trying to figure out where to come down on something that makes any sense. Because uh, Calgary is so heavy a favorite, I don't necessarily love that one. They, when you get it open to the t- minus 200 plus, generally I, I try to avoid that one. But, you know, you look at that uh, over under six, I guess if I have to take something, I'll take the under at six. But I'm not gonna lie; I don't love it. Yeah, I, I know. this is where you get
1: creative when it comes to um, to some of your hockey betting, Sean. And and it's because we do see, you know, I, I would say most nights in the NHL, there is at least one game that um, is extremely lopsided when you're looking at the money line. And and obviously, this is that game for tonight. Only three games on the slate. Nine o'clock Eastern is when the puck will drop on this one at Calgary. Um, And so you're right. You're seeing the Flames in some places, minus 240, minus 250 uh, on the money line. And and like I said, there's almost always one game every night that – that sits with this kind of a money line. So that's when you're going to look at two different things. Uh, You're going to look at the puck line, which I do not bet frequently, but I do pay attention to the puck line when you have such a dominant favorite um, like the Flames are tonight. So uh, you can look at that or you can sort of split the difference um, between the two. And that's what I'm going to look at with this Calgary game, Sean. And that is if you go to, um, uh, some sports books refer to it as the three-way line. Others call it the 60-minute line. Basically, what's going to happen in regulation? I do not see a way that Chicago can keep this close enough to force it to go into overtime. So if I jump on the 60-minute line, meaning Calgary wins in regulation, I take that minus 250 and I bring it down to a minus 145. So a much better payday, uh, maybe something that's a little bit easier for you to swallow, or maybe something that you, uh, that you decide you want to parlay together with something else and – and I'll tell you this, Sean, I I don't shy away from, obviously, I love hockey, I love being able to be on the pod, and we talk hockey all the time, but sometimes these are the kinds of things you can do with a cross-sport parlay um, right. that you can bring things down and you can help yourself out, and and, and I say that with the money line. So. Strictly looking at this game by itself, I would take Calgary on the 60 minute line and bring it down to a minus 145. But I'll also throw this out there for you. Uh, You and I reside in uh, the great state of Colorado and in the Denver metro area. Uh, I think Denver's in trouble tonight as they travel to face the Portland Trailblazers. Um, I think some of the injuries and such have caught up with uh, the uh, the Nuggets overall here, and, yeah. and I think they're going to be in trouble on the road in a nationally televised game against Portland. So, uh, you know, I, I I brought this up to some folks here in the office earlier today. If you take uh, Calgary just on the straight money line. So, again, a minus 250 big number. But Portland is a heavy favorite at home against the Nuggets. Sean, if you decided you wanted to cross sport and talk a little NBA and some hockey That two leg parlay of just those teams to win, regardless of overtime, regardless of spread, they just have to win. I can make that parlay into a minus 110, much more of a normal juice that we're used to seeing. So as much as I love talking about hockey, sometimes, as you just pointed out, there are some bad spreads. That just, you know, you just can't get yourself to make that kind of a bet because the payday isn't all that good. Well, that's when I go and I want to find something I can pair it with that makes it more profitable. And I think the Blazers are going to win rather handily, I think, against uh, the Nuggets tonight. And I can create a cross-sport parlay
0: that will give me a better payday. See, I like that. Uh, and one, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, actually, too, but it, it helps in those kind of situations, because when you think about what you're, you're doing here, you're taking basically the biggest favorite of the night on the on the NHL, and then you're taking one of the very biggest favorites of the night in the nba and even if you don't know very much about the nba you're taking the biggest favorite just on the money line they just have to win so your odds are pretty good anyway even if you haven't been able to you don't know the sport as well obviously that's a good way to sort of cheat right it's a bit of a a cliff's notes kind of thing where you can say well they're the biggest favorite of the night i'll just pick them to win you don't have to worry about spreads or anything like that or over-unders just pick the better team to win and all of a sudden you turn it into something and of course if you wanted to find out more about some of those oh well Sawdust Podcast Network has more than a couple shows to help you yeah, with some yeah. of those as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, so, uh, we know. do. We got all kinds of pods in here that That's are right. talking about uh, your DFS and your sports betting opportunities. Yeah, one big happy family. So, you know, you can just flip to the next one and get yourself a little basketball, too. On one of these nights when it's a little uh, light on the hockey and mix and match. That very good advice that you heard comes from Nate Lundy, our hockey expert. Like I said, follow him on Twitter at Nate Lundy. I'm Sean Drotar, and we'll be back next week for another issue of this. And uh, we'll take a look at the rest of the season as the calendar starts to turn to December. Uh, Boy, that's happening quick, isn't it, Nate? Oh, yeah. It's coming up
1: on us very quickly. And, you know, this is this is so much fun this time of year, Sean, because, you know, we truly if you're if you're a sports fan, it's a great gift. If you're a sports better, it's a great gift. And the reason being, we have our NBA and our NHL. We, of course, have the National Football League. Uh, We've got college football as well, and we're entering into bowl season. But college basketball is going on. These non-conference tournaments uh, that are taking place on on all these different neutral sites all over, uh, frankly, all over the globe, basically. Um, it, It just makes it so much fun because, again you can take a night like tonight where it's very slow in hockey, but you can look around and say, wow, you know, for example, college basketball, UCLA's playing Gonzaga tonight. I mean, there's just, there's Ooh. so much going on in the sports world um, that regardless of what your favorite sport or regardless of what you're interested in playing DFS or betting, there's something
0: for everybody right now on the calendar. And it's really a fun time. We've got all of those covered right here, by the way, on the Sawdust Podcast Network. This one of course covers hockey and hopefully you'll catch us next week. For Nate Lundy, I'm Sean Drotar. Thanks for listening to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network.